Well, hey friends, welcome to the Everyday Mulemanship Podcast. I'm Ty Evans. We got an awesome episode for you today um, with Zach and Lauren Coley uh, from New Paris, Ohio. Can't wait to share this with you guys. Um, but I just I just want to take a quick minute here and tell you all how important friends are. You know, we talk about it a little bit in this show, this episode, but I need to kind of tell you what has went on this week to give you a little context on how great these people are and how important it is for you to have good people and good friends in your life. So uh, we finished up our clinic in St. Croix Falls, Wisconsin, and we uh, went on down to Beaver Dam, Wisconsin, stayed with our friend Colleen down there, a uh, wonderful place, stayed there for a couple of days and enjoyed a couple of days off and, and uh, just a beautiful place she has there. And and uh, then we we went on down to uh, Ohio, and on our way, um, as we're trucking through Indianapolis, Indiana, the check engine light illuminates in the dash of my truck. And I, I'm sure I'm no different than most of you. As soon as the light, something like that comes on, your heart kind of drops. Oh, crap, what is it this time? You know, what's happening? My truck felt good. It sounded good. Everything was fine, so I, I was hoping it wasn't something very serious everything looked okay you know but these days with these trucks you you have to plug them into a, a darn computer to you know know what's going on and um but since we were in indianapolis i thought dang there's got to be a cummins shop right here and so i had sky jump on her phone real quick she found a cummins shop just 20 minutes away we called them up real quick and they said yep come on in we'll we'll hook it up check it out and see if we can diagnose it for you and so we, we made it over there, we pulled up and, uh, they plugged it in and, and ended up, uh, pulling up a, f a few different codes. Um, but one of them was, was, a had to do with the fuel and they were said, well, maybe it's injectors or it could be a couple other things. And, you know, ended up being the high pressure valve in our, in, in the fuel, uh, line, um, which is a big deal. It was stuck open. So that's not good. And, um, uh, and then there's a couple other things that had came up because of that, because of that pressure, um, on the engine, uh, within the fuel system there that had came up because of it. And, uh, anyways, as, as we're visiting with the people there, like, oh, geez, what do we do? And I said, is this, how serious is this problem? I mean, I don't know anything about motors, you guys, I, I am not savvy at all uh when it comes to to mechanics and um i said well how, i mean how serious is this can i go on we're only an hour and a half from zach and lauren's house i mean can i can i make it to there and then maybe bring the truck back or you know take it somewhere else and and the guy there he said i i highly recommend you don't do that um there's a lot of risk involved with with this type of thing and and uh he said you're here we can get your truck in first thing in the morning and now he didn't know we had a uh, that we had friends so close by necessarily. Um, and he's like, you can, you can camp here in the West lot. And, and, uh, anyway, so we, all right, well, let's figure this out and pulled over there to the West lot. And I called, you know, Lauren and told her the situation and Lauren quickly jumped it, uh, jumped on the gun there and, um, got to it, getting her friend Ray. Uh, and I got to give a shout out to Ray. I don't know his last name, but, Ray, if you ever listen to this, man, thank you for uh, 
coming to pick up my trailer, my, my mules and me and, and the family. Um, so Ray, Lauren's friend, and then Lauren Coley, they came to the rescue, came, picked us up. But in the meantime, while we were waiting for them, I got to give a shout out to David at Cummins in Indianapolis. I'm sure he'll never hear this, but if any of you know David, I don't know his last name, but he works at Cummins in Indianapolis. And, uh, man, what a great man. Uh, awesome guy. He, he, he said, Hey, do you got some water buckets? We'll get some water to your meals. It was kind of hot. And so he went and filled up the water for us. And he said, he was just trying to make us as comfortable as we could be. You know, um, do you need any food? Do you need me to call and get you any food? What do you need? And anyways, they just took great care of us while we were there. And anyways, Lauren showed up and Ray showed up and, uh, we got hauled back to, to their place in new Paris. And, um, what a wonderful place to just spend the week while your truck is broke down. Uh, we, we rode mules and we fished and, um, you know, just enjoyed, enjoyed this beautiful farm they have here. They got a whole bunch of donkeys, you guys. And, and you'll hear that in this episode, um, talking about the donkeys, these, you know, Lauren and Zach, these, these are amazing people. And I rarely see people that are doing this good of a job with donkeys. It is so cool what they can get done. You need to look them up, uh, on social media. Um, I, I follow Zach on Instagram and, um, you, you got to look him up. He's, uh, his handle is, uh, Burrow Buckaroo, which I think that is a great, that's a, what a great handle Burrow Buckaroo. Um, and, uh, of course, Lauren Coley, you can find her on Facebook and stuff. Just look up her name, Lauren Coley, and she's on there. Always posting awesome videos. She's training. She does a great job. And these are amazing people. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. And most importantly, I hope that you are doing your best in life to contribute to other people. And make sure you're cultivating relationships. I know a lot of you are loners and you don't nece- you don't necessarily like people. I understand that. But you know, I think we're here on earth you guys. We we need people in our lives. We need interactions. You you need this. Just like the mules. Mules and donkeys, horses, they are social creatures and they do need interaction. They need other animals with them. And that's when they're in their healthiest, happiest state is when they're with a, with another group of animals and, and it's running nicely. Their, their engagement is, is a, is, is good engagement and it's a good social structure and we're no different. You need this. You need friends in your life. You need people around you. And I just want to say thank you to all of you that have become friends to us. And I hope that Sky and I and my family, we're doing a good job to be friends to you as well. And, and, uh, you know, I know we're, we're, we're never home, uh, hardly ever, but, if we're ever, you know, if you ever come through Utah and you need help, make sure you reach out to us. We we want to give back as much as we can as well and, and help others. And uh, it's not always possible for us to help everybody, but we dang sure try to help out where we can. And, and we're so thankful to those that help us out and bless us while we're out here on the road. It, it's tough being on the road, um, especially with a family. This is stressful, if I'm being honest and, and frank with you guys. I I got to admit that it is stressful and it does wear on me at times. 
you know, I'm out here with my wife and, and my daughters and the mules and the dog and the truck and the trailer, and we're doing our best to be out here teaching and helping and trying to contribute to society in some way and maybe help you be better with your animal. And maybe by you being better to your animals, you'll be better in life. That's what we're trying to do. But it is stressful trying to get there. It's expensive. These things come up, these problems come up, and it wears on you. But you know what makes it all so much easier is good people and good friends around you, people that help you, people that support you. You need good people around you. And, you know, I definitely believe that saying that, you know, you are the accumulative of the five people you surround yourself with most. And uh, the people that you're around is, is what you become. And all I got to say is I'm glad that I got to spend the week here with Lauren and Zach Coley. These are amazing people, and I would love to be more like them. And uh, they do listen to this podcast. I listen to the show, and I hope they know how much we appreciate and love them. They're great people. And I know a lot of you listening are just as great and amazing as they are. So thank you for being here. Let's get this show started. I uh, want to give a shout-out to our amazing sponsors, Diamond W Enterprises. If you're looking for an awesome jack to breed to, uh, you know, coming up next spring or I know some people breed in the fall, whatever you're into there. Um, you're looking for a good mule foal. Check out Diamond W Enterprises on social media. Kevin Wright and his family, they're doing a good job. They got an awesome jack. Also, a big shout out to the two best mule magazines around. Great mule magazines. Western Mule Magazine and Mules and More Magazine. These guys are awesome. Both of those companies, both of those magazines are top quality you need to get them bowls. Make sure you're reading them, enjoying them. Also got a shout out to my buddy Ben Lewis at Roman Homes. If you're looking for an awesome wall tent, all you hunters, outfitters, packers, outdoor enthusiasts, you need to get you a Roman Home. Those tents are the best. I love both of mine. I got the Drifter and the Nomad. I love the Drifter for the, you know, when it's just me or just, you know, a couple of us. And the Nomad, boy, you can bring the whole party with the Nomad. It's big, it's comfortable, it's nice. They're awesome. And of course, I got to thank Colt Saddlery, making top quality saddles that will fit your mule and you. So without further ado, you guys, hope you enjoy my interview with Lauren and Zach Coley. Here we go. Hey friends, welcome to the Everyday Mulemanship Podcast. Today I am here with some awesome friends of mine, Zach and Lauren Coley from New Paris, Ohio. Thanks guys That's for right. being here. Thanks for coming out. Thanks for having yeah. us. Yeah, glad you guys uh, let me talk you into doing the podcast. <laughs> so uh, we've been stranded at their house for a few days. Um, it's a It's a good place to be stranded at. That's what I'd say. Uh, yeah, I wasn't mad about it like during the COVID lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good place. Good place to be. These guys have a, a beautiful farm and a awesome house, fishing pond, all kinds of Indian stuff around. Native American. We can ride through the corn. We can last night we ran through the corn. We did new things last night. I've never ran through corn. Welcome to the Midwest. And I've never hooted like an owl while running through the corn. We hooted like a Swayze flew through the corn. Yep. So uh Clay Newcomb, if you're listening to the podcast, we were all practicing your uh who cooks for you, who cooks That's... for you all. Yeah, it's the gift that keeps on giving. Yep. So uh we definitely yeah, Swayze, that's her new call for her friends, mm -hmm. I think. So 
anyways, that was, it was a heck of a lot of fun though. It was fun. I was telling Scott, you know, there's, there's a, God's beauty is everywhere. Mm-hmm. It was so pretty last night that sun going down and you know, the sunset over yeah, the corn like, like that and over the soybeans. The humidity kind of like puts that haze in the sky with the, like yeah. the pastel colored gradient yep. in the sky. And it was, pretty. it was really pretty. Yep. So anyways, uh, so just a quick introduction. So I, I think I, I believe I met you, um, you guys came and watched the clinic in Elkins Creek, Ohio. Is that yeah, the first time? That was probably maybe four or five years ago, maybe. Yeah. yeah I think 2018 or something yeah. is when I went there or 19. We audited. Yep. Yep. And then you've, uh, you rode with me in, uh, um, in Indiana, mm-hmm. the Midwest trail rides. Yep. Mm-hmm. We Norman. Did your foundation clinic there. Yep. Norman. Yeah. Norman, Indiana. And then uh last year you came to Smoke Rise mm-hmm. in Gloucester, Ohio. So yeah, it's fun. But um well, for our guests, why don't you guys uh introduce yourselves to um I guess let's ladies first. Lauren, <laughs> uh, why don't you introduce yourself? Tell you, you both listen to this podcast. Uh, Zach definitely listens more. Um, that's, that's right. So when I you... listen to it too. <laughs> <laughs> All of them. But I, but you know, it's called everyday mulemanship. Um, you know, I don't really know why anymore. I call it that, you know, because, uh, you know, these podcasts have taken on a, a, its own life. It's, it is about mulemanship, horsemanship, mm-hmm. Dunkmanship, as we're going to get into here. That's right. That's Um, the word of the day. Yeah, dunkmanship. Um, but uh, you know, I just I just like to learn about my friends and you know what what makes y'all tick. So why don't you introduce yourself first, Lauren, and then we'll we'll let Zach introduce himself too. (laughs) Uh, I'm Lauren Coley. Um, I like all genres of equines. I started with horses. I've been, um, I've been into horses my whole life. I've been riding for almost 30 years and got my, my first horse when I was 12 and, and he was very difficult, challenging, strong, strong-minded, uh, opinionated, hmm. energetic, young horse. He was like a reflection of myself basically. <laughs> and, um, we didn't really see eye to eye. I didn't have any mentors or anybody to help me. I knew absolutely nothing about horsemanship when I got him. I had taken Western pleasure lessons, you know, for a couple years before that, but it was basically just like, just how to sit in the saddle and it was very remedial. So I was kind of thrown to the fire with this three-year-old and it was a disaster. And I was always kind of like in awe of people who had horses and relate a relationship with their horse where it was just like the horse would put its head down. I mean, just like the most simple, basic things like any, any horse should do like leading nice and dropping its pole and whatever else. It was like a mystery to me. Like, how did they do that? And struggled for many years and then um, finally got some help from a, a fella that uh, ran a Western training facility that I cleaned stalls for. And he introduced me to round penning and sacking out and blah, blah, blah. And so anyway, from there, I kind of just 
started more and more and then I became kind of obsessed with horsemanship and then um so who, who is that you can share names on here if you, if you feel comfortable yeah his his name was Herb Walker and I worked for a few barns when I was a kid I worked for a pretty prestigious dressage barn and they could have stood to learn a little bit about um manners and hand basic horse handling because those were huge warm bloods and they would just run all over you but um then I uh we moved out here about almost 10 years ago and um we started going to our friend Ray's ranch out in Dayton the Falsman Ranch and he held a lot of horse shows and versatility ranches uh versatility challenges and ray was part of the rescue mission yeah he helped he had the we just we uh, i guess i didn't say it much earlier but we we broke down just outside indianapolis and uh lauren and and ray came to the came to the rescue yeah so um he hooked on the big trailer yeah so we we've been good friends with ray for a while and uh, i got really interested in bridal horse um traditional horsemanship because we did we did some roping out there and he had he always had a few cows and I was always really uh super intro in, into tack and saddles bridles bits and just like craftsmanship of anything like a like anything that's you know high quality and that is like one of the main that's why you married Zach. He's high quality. That's yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> high quality man. So like that all like that kind of like played into it. And I and even before that, I I started uh well, I was really fascinated with liberty and I kind of dabbled in that some and I went to several liberty clinics and um Madison Shambaugh was one of the first people who I started kind of following in that discipline and she lived in Indiana at the time she now lives in Colorado but I went to a couple of her clinics and so like like all of that kind of played in I felt like into my horsemanship because I wanted to be able to have the quietest ride with the least amount of effort and and primarily use my seat and legs and anyway so where am I going with this? Oh, well, I I also went to school for equine science. Anyway, I've just, horses have been a part of my life, my whole life. And um, so we moved out here, you know, Zach, I'm trying to get Zach into it. And he, he never really took to riding before we got this place. I just had Sammy and he was just, just a difficult, horse you just like you couldn't just put anybody on him like you had to know how to ride to ride him anyway we ended up buying another horse his name was Gus and uh, he's supposed to be Zach's horse and he ended up being a very big project and Zach only rode him a handful of times he ended up becoming my horse I was just like absolutely in love he was my heart horse and so we're like well let's just buy something else that uh is already just ready to go like nothing that I have to do a whole bunch of training on because I just we just wanted something ready to go so we bought a 
We're husband safe. Husband, husband safe. safe. <laughs> we bought this big, beautiful Belgium draft paint cross from a consigner in Michigan. And we had uh things were going really really well we had rooster and zach and i would argue about who had the best horse and blah 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 one day we're out on a trail ride riding in the back of our woods and the latigo kind of came out of its keeper and kind of just flopped down you know most to, to most horses that are usable riding horses that's not an issue but rooster exploded and threw zach off very violently yeah. He went crashing through the woods, just kept bucking, just caught up in honeysuckle until he realized like, what's happening? And then he stopped <laughs> and uh, he was so confused. And then so. Zach or the horse was confused. They both of us. <laughs> we both were very confused. <laughs> I think we all were. And um, that was like, I think, I think Zach only rode a horse maybe five times after that ever. Mm. And um well you know we had too many donkeys because when we moved out here i needed a companion for sammy and so we had those mini donkeys and you know we always thought like what would it be like to have like a big donkey and um i was on facebook and i saw the saddle donkey and i was like check this out and it just intrigued him and well he went down a rabbit hole and started kind of researching that avenue of equine yeah as an alternative that's where my story began yeah Mm -hmm. and you know she's kind of set me up to sound like a wuss that i got bucked off and i didn't care for but i don't you know getting bucked off it hurts a lot it's about as fun as getting punched in the face and i don't care for either one it's less fun (laughs) so just with my you know at that time my my skills and abilities i didn't have what it you know to deal with that problem with that horse just because he was so big and strong and buck he did he does buck hard very and as soon as she served me that saddle donkey i was like oh yeah like i'm into this this is what i want to do immediately um it was i I didn't even aware of saddle donkeys before this and like i said as, as soon as i knew i'm ready i'm ready to get involved we started hunting right away well there's a few you know there's like there's just a billion horse Facebook groups out there. I mean, it's endless. Like you can't, you can't decide which one to be in You just click them all and be all in all of them. But mm-hmm. when it comes to donkeys, it's just like, so there's like two uh, practically. I mean, that, that there's any significant amount of number of people in, I mean, so we joined the saddle donkey mm-hmm. and that was the main group. And, um, that's where we relied heavily on just trying to obtain information about donkeys because it's just not very abundant. And, um, you know, we're like, you know, they're not easy to fit with saddles and what are they like? You know, you know, we don't know anybody that has them and we're just kind of, and we're trying to find people that are successfully, riding and training donkeys and there's just not many out there i mean there's a few people but um if you're gonna be that noisy you have to come join us so easy comes stomping across the park well there's there's kids in here yeah, yeah you could add that this, yeah 
very enticing. Yeah, so I guess we we didn't introduce it enough, but we're we're sitting in Lauren and Zach's house. So there's we got we got cats in here, kids. Well, the kids are gone now. Um, cats and more cats. It's a beautiful house. Beautiful house. This is a cool background. Thank you. So those of you that watch this on the video library, Mark Majori, um, then you get to see. He's some... our all time favorite favorite Western artist, and then yeah. Bob Coronado. Zach and I are really into Western art. Yeah, any... this is really cool. Yeah. Amazing house. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Anyway, so we get so we're trying to get a donkey. Okay. Yeah. So what was I? Okay. So we're trying to we learn we're we're like where can we go ride like multiple donkeys like because you know it's it's really just hard to shop for them. You can't just go like a couple miles and ride one. You can't go to Walmart and find mm, donkeys. No. Dang you it. Can't. Dang it. Anyway, so we found a place that had several of them, or you found it actually. Yeah. Place out in Stillwell, Oklahoma. And we're like, well, in for like the one time in my life, it's an equine endeavor that was not my idea. Zach's mm -hmm. <laughs> he's like, What do you think about going out to Oklahoma to look at these saddle donkeys? I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when <laughs> yeah yeah so we we go out there and yep. zach Bob. found henry henry well there's actually three of them that we were interested in we didn't know which one you know we were just he was actually the one we were least interested in because he was so little mm -hmm. and young and anyway we went out there and these uh these these fellas took us for a saddle donkey ride through the hills of oklahoma and there's just donkeys everywhere and is it just heaven for you it was <laughs> donkey is everywhere yeah, it's it so great. cool like i'd never ridden a donkey before mm -hmm. and um you know we were and then at the end like i'm i'm trying to be logical like we don't like yes we drove all the way out here but like we don't have to buy anything mm -hmm. like because we we were none of them were really like this is the one like we liked henry the best because of his temperament and he he seemed like he was more eager to like and willing to like lead around the like the other one you couldn't even lead him away from the the, the hitching rails but anyway long story short well i guess they did they had a huge one too that we rode it was huge it was probably as big as rusty and you Rusty's could 15 you, you would have needed like a thousand pounds to get that thing to take a step back of <laughs> pressure and anyway i was like this is just you know like i don't mind a project but like i need something that's gonna like work with me like yeah. i need something that's gonna like give me something like i need like i can't sit there forever and wait for you know them to make a some kind of anyway we ended up got buying henry he was the smallest one why don't you talk a little bit? I feel like I'm taking over too much. No, you're all right. Yeah, so so we bought Henry, and you'll see there's kind of a pattern here where I buy an animal, and then she steals it from me. <laughs> so we we got Henry, and we got to describe Henry though. We we got to tell the folks what he looks like. Yeah, so Henry has the really he is a nice mane for a donkey, and he's got the best ear fringe that you will ever find. He does on any donkey. Fear the fringe. Fear the fringe. Fear the fringe. We say new uh, yeah. Logan. Well, that video that you sent Sky from last night runs through the corn. Yeah, 
as his ears are flopping. Oh yeah, the they're like bicycle streamers. Just, like, yeah, like bicycle streamers, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're gonna have to post a picture it's, of it. It helps. I, it, it adds horsepower. Adds donk power. There you go. Yeah. When I post this podcast on social media, I'm gonna have to. I, I need a picture of Henry's ear fringe. Yeah, he's For magnificent. Sure. So. For sure. Yeah. Most people clip their ears, but I absolutely refuse to because good. I feel like it's his best attribute. But anyway. So yeah, we we got Henry. Yeah. And Henry worked. He was. He'd been kicked and pulled around. Yeah. Like he was long story pretty... short, he. We ended up thinking he was probably just a little bit too small because I'm, you know, I'm six foot two. I'm 220 pounds. He got a little bit of a complex about the size. He's like, he, he asked me every single time, do I look too big? Do I look too big on? Mm-hmm. I'm like, mm. and I did a little bit. And people, people in the, the donkey community are so fixated on the ratio of rider versus donkey because like there's more kind of more donkeys out there that are henry size and smaller Mm -hmm. and i mean there's just fewer big donkeys they're just not as prevalent yep and so people the average person is just like borderline you know like they want a donkey but they're trying to seek out something that's big enough and that's kind of where we were at zach felt like i mean he's not a small guy like he's you know, he's you're six two. He's a man. You'll yeah, be yeah. your main man. 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 So yep. I mean, so kind of I kind of inherited Henry. She stole Henry from she me. Stole Henry. Stolen. Yeah, and then we the bought last horse. We bought. We bought I'm saying between her words here. I can. <laughs> I can. I can. Yeah, this is going. We bought Rusty, who's a much bigger. He's mm-hmm. he's 15 hands, carrying me no problem. And Rusty was really he ended up being the perfect donkey for me. Yeah, he was I mean, a great confidence builder because. He was pretty shook by that, um, that bronc ride. Bronc ride. Yeah, it took me a while to get my confidence back. And he was, oh, he, yeah. like I said, he was the perfect donkey for me to yeah. learn and get my confidence back. He was safe. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we can put anybody, anybody on Rusty. Yeah. Anybody. Yeah. Um, and then you know, obviously, uh, we wanted to continue to learn, and it is it's hard to find good places to learn really about donkeys. It is. That we'll talk about donkeys, and obviously, mm-hmm. we found Ty Evans. <clears throat> here we sit today yep but also you know lauren found this lady on facebook and she's like look at this lady loping this donkey around and moving and it was really impressive yeah like i could i could appreciate what i was looking at you know like it's not everybody out there who has a donkey that's loping around lead changing and doing little baby sliding stops and riding around all collected i mean it's just like there's just not that much of that going on and so i was like yeah you messaged this lady knows some stuff she could maybe mm-hmm. teach me something and yeah, who's this you want to share this is Cand- oh, absolutely. yeah candace shogger mm-hmm. at genesis farms and she was here in ohio so it was, mm-hmm. you know a couple hour drive and we could be over there and lauren arranged the lesson and it was just eye-opening we're like man okay this is she's getting forwardness yeah of very forwardness yeah. and I that's mean, hard you need- forwardness to train maneuvers anything, anything. Yep. forward movement that's mm-hmm. number one it's you can't one. move then you can't groove forward, yep. Forward. exactly right yep exactly right yep yeah and you know she really ended up showing us a lot of what you could do with a donkey what was yeah. possible yeah and you know since then we've become great friends with her <clears throat> and she's really really taught us a lot and all honestly like candace and ty like you guys have both mm-hmm. have taught me more about her other than my wife have taught me more about horsemanship and donkmanship than mm-hmm. anybody else. You guys are my influencers for sure. 
Heck yeah. And she had like, you know, performance donkeys. Her breeding program is un unparalleled. I don't know of any others. But I think it's probably one of the best in the country. Yeah, for sure. For making they're, nice moving donkeys. He's so bigger donkeys. thoughtful in everything and just passionate about this breeding program that she's just making donkeys that are kind of like anomalies really in the donkey world you know mm -hmm. most donkeys are just they're not they're just not they don't have the lightness they don't have the forwardness i mean and that's why a lot of people just get on donkeys and ride them and can just kick and pull them down the trail because they're just not they're 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 they don't they're just more tolerant to poor horsemanship basically well are are we ready to jump down this uh or i should say burrow down this rabbit hole? <laughs> yeah that's good well to end up our whole donkey journey to where we are yeah. today i ended up getting one of her donkeys yeah and he's 15 three he's moon you know walk trot and lope he moves really nice especially for a big donkey i rode him last mm -hmm. night yeah he's he's pretty cool yep, he is cool and lauren I'll also, she, we just got another one, and his name's uh, Rev Revolution Genesis Jackson. Revolution. Mm -hmm. He's gonna be great. He's yeah, gonna be so good. We're really excited. Just watching you work him in the round pen a couple days ago, and you got some really cool things going. I'm excited. He's he's I like we were talking about earlier. I really like to train him up. You know, Jacquemina Frino and to Hakima. Hakima. No, no, there's no J in it. Akima. Well, I guess we're white, so we have to put the J in. Yeah, I guess we're not. Akima, <laughs> but yeah, I like to do the hackamore or the bridal bit. Yep. That would be really cool. Mm -hmm. Bridal donkey. Bridal donkey. I think we should do it. Doing it. Um. So, so one of the one of the the highlights, I guess, I guess one of the reasons I wanted to have you guys on this show was primarily because of how good you're getting your donkeys it's really amazing how how good they move and the performance you're getting out of them and well, that is really rare mm -hmm. and um well thank you for saying that it's, yeah thank you. it's, it's you. rare you know <laughs> now i guess i need to preface this with with you know my my donkey experiences okay because i mean you know in a year We'll have, you know, over 700 mules come through classes. We'll have maybe 150 to 200 horses, but we'll probably only get 20 to 30 donkeys. So there's a huge difference in, in numbers. Yeah. And, and of course, it, that's probably a statistic across the board too. Like, you know, how many people are actually riding donkeys? Yeah. You know, it's just, it's not, you, you just don't see it as much, right? It's just not that popular. Yeah. Um. The, the donkeys that I do see, the quality, I guess, of the people's donkmanship, <laughs> right, yeah. is, is usually pretty low. And this is something that has annoyed me in the mule world, too. Yeah. But especially in the donkey world. Yeah. Because I believe your horse, your mule, your donkey, it will become the way you treat them. How you treat them and how you think of that animal, how you, your perception of that animal's capabilities. Like if you treat them like they're dumb, yeah, they're going to ride like they're dumb. You know, and, and it kind of goes uh, with that other saying too. Like if you judge an elephant by the way he climbs a tree, he'll be a failure his whole life, right? 
and there's different sayings that kind of go you guys know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah um and so i think a lot of people with donkeys oh it's just a dumb donkey like it don't it don't mm-hmm. it, it can't it can't change leads donkeys don't do donkeys even know leads well yeah they everything walks on a lead everything yeah. trots on a lead everything lopes on a lead yeah. yeah they have leads oh i didn't even know i mean could- you watch them out there playing with one of their donkeys are the most playful yeah they do equines play and they're they're just doing rollbacks and yep turning in you know chasing each other and quick directional changes like they can do it it's just how do you how do you pull that out of them Mm -hmm. when you're on their backs i i really enjoy the more i learn about about horses and donkeys so so these days my studies like when i'm learning Mm -hmm. my focus is on horses and donkeys i feel i have to do that because you know the mule world i'm uh i'm a person that outputs education in the mule world, right? Sure. So, I mean, I'm working on writing, writing a book, you know, and all that stuff. And But the more we know about horses and donkeys, the more we can know about mules. Yeah. And, you know, um, and, and I really believe you, you should be training your horses how you have to train mules and donkeys. You know, it goes back to one of my favorite quotes from, from a guy named Tom Dorrance. And mm-hmm. I mentioned Tom Dorrance on, Dorrance on this podcast all the time. Uh, but he, he was referring to the mule and he said, you have to, you have to treat the mule the way you should treat the horse. And I think we can apply that to the donkey just definitely right on because, you know, especially working with the mind, you have to be so much more honed in to working with the brain and not just the brawn. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people, unfortunately, I'm not saying it's right and or, or I'm not giving anybody an excuse, but a lot of people get away with bullying horses around. They, they kind of make them do it. They muscle them into it. They kick them into it. They scare them into they're it. They're easier killers than moving forward. They're just scared. And... Yeah, they're scared. They're easier scared. Yeah, they're okay? flightier. And the donkey is so quick to go into the freeze. Sure. And, and that shutdown, and then people say, oh, he's just dumb, stubborn. No, no, you just kicked him over into the freeze. If we're talking about negative training, uh, a horse being scared into a flight to do a move or a donkey be, being so scared that they freeze, those are equal. They're mm-hmm. equal. They're the same same problems, just different outcomes. Exactly. But with the horses, people are like, well, well, I got them to do it, didn't I? I I changed my leads. I I got them to go in the water. I loaded them in the trailer. Well, yeah, but you scared them into it. Mm-hmm. The donkey won't be scared into movement. They get scared into freezing up. Yeah. And and I think that's where the huge uh, misconception comes with with training. They're very methodical in their thinking, and they think yeah. through things a lot and they force you into being patient. Like you have to, if you're, if you think you're going to bully one into a trailer, like you might get away with it once, but that is not, that is, that's not practical. You're, you have to think smarter, not harder. Like I'm not real big. I'm not real strong. And, uh, I, I like to keep my body in good health or that's the idea. And, so it you have to you have to get creative and use all different you have to i i I use negative reinforcement and positive reinforcement as to supplement the just it's just like 
any extra like um, leverage you can get to convince the animal that it's a good idea to do what you're asking. Well, that's that is the epitome of, of all this horsemanship, mulemanship, donkmanship. How can you make the right thing easier? Yeah. Yeah. And that needs to be your focus with with all of them. But with the donkeys, you have to have it that way. Like if they if to. they don't see what you want them to do as the easiest thing to do, they're not into it. No, you just can't sell them into. Yeah, you know if it just if it looks hard to them, they're like, mm, they don't see a point in it. I really don't need to do that. And this, you know, something you said to me at Clinic Tide was like, you're like a lot of people don't give them a chance to be light. Yeah, they don't. Yeah. So you've got to give them that chance to be light. And I think donkeys, probably more than anything else, have been, you know, abused and yeah, pushed and kicked and pulled. And well, when we look at when we look at the whole spectrum of horsemanship, okay. And and I might get some hate mail on on some of these comments. I'm about to say, but mm-hmm. it's okay. I'm, we're used to it. Um, you look at the whole spectrum of horsemanship, and I say horsemanship. I'm including mules and 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 donkeys. Across the board, and, and you look at the the quality of writing. You know, some of the high, highest quality of writing these days is in the performance world. Sure, because they have to be specific. They have to stop on a mark, turn on a mark, change leads on a mark. They have to do all these things precise, mm-hmm. and so they can't afford not to have timing. They can't afford not to not to have that precision in their writing. What happens is you back your way off of that all the way down to, um, you know, I'm going to say your average trail rider. Okay. I mean, every week in my clinics, you know, I'll I'll say, okay, how many of you, is this the first time you've ever counted the feet or felt feet? And always three quarters of them. It's usually three quarters of them. um, Raise their hand first time, Mm -hmm. you know? And it's funny, a lot of them raised their hand were people that have been to my clinic before. I say, hey, Zach, no, you have counted feet, remember? <laughs> and you go, oh, yeah, I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm joking. But, uh, you know, like, don't even know about the feet. Yeah. Okay. And these are the people that they go to turn this donkey. They go to turn this mule. And they reach down. And they're just pulling randomly. There's yeah. no timing in, in a turn. And... I try to teach them this. They're like, well, you mean I have to think about turning every time? Well, sure. Well, I just want to get on and go for a trail ride. I don't want to think about this. I'm sorry. You have to. Like, you need to do it so much that it becomes easy. But like what you're saying, Zach, I think a lot of people don't even give them a chance because a lot of people that are riding. Well, they have, um, they, they don't, they have just low expectations. Yeah. Well, and, and I think a lot of people, and this may sound judgmental but a lot of people that are riding donkeys and mules are not holding a higher standard yeah they're like no we're just trail. i'm just and they'll use that they'll use that cop out i'm just a trail rider and that annoys me so bad it annoys me too what do you mean just a trail rider yeah. like you are on the back of an animal i feel like they're dumbing care. it down yeah like trail riding they want an is, excuse that yeah they want an excuse to not work to yeah to not actually try they mm-hmm. want to just go down the trail and drink their beer and just ignore the animal and that drives me crazy and then they complain well this donkey this mule is just so so hard so and they say hard mouth and they don't even know what they're talking about you know um but i I think what you just said zach is is just right on the point a lot of people aren't even offering donkeys a chance to be light Uh, you know riding moon last night I mean, I, I just rode him for what five minutes just out back here, mm-hmm. and I really enjoyed that. Here's your cat. 
before it gets in my sound. We also recast. <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> so, uh, you know, right, riding him last night. I don't know if you noticed, but I did uh, a couple little reaches on him mm-hmm. here and there, and I just kind of felt him out. And it was amazing how how light he is. Yeah, you know, you're doing a good job on him. Well, thank you. You know, I. It, you know, and, and typically I'd get on a donkey that just, just some average person is riding. And you, even with my timing, I'll go to pick up as the foot is leaving the ground to direct that foot. And the donkey goes the other way mm-hmm. and pulls just, just off of the contact because they're so used to being yanked on. Yeah. They just get to protecting themselves. So, so the person goes down to pick up this right rein. And the donkey, even if you have good timing, is pulling away. And then they're notorious the for leaning into pressure. I yeah. mean, they're just notorious for that. And well, why is that? I think it has something to do with their their instincts. You know, they're just like their their freeze their their um. What's the word I'm looking for? They're, they're just they're they're not as flighty as horses yeah, th- that's that's the theory behind it okay yeah. is all right so so you take the the wolf right historically the wolf is a gut grabber mm-hmm. right that's how wolves will injure other animals right i mean just plug in uh, uh national geographic in yellowstone watch them taking down elk or buffalo or something anyways they're, they're gut they're gut grabbers mm-hmm. right so these donkeys the lack of flight something goes to grab them instead of pulling away which will likely tear and rip they Kick go into they go into an over mm-hmm. and 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 that's and their another main observation. defense that's interesting so they push into pressure that's why like when i rode you like when I, same thing with the horses aren't they do the same thing yeah but but just not as at the level that the donkeys do yeah. because the horses do have more flight but it's like when i was rodeo and i get down on my bronc and if it was leaning on me in the shoot i remember the first time i uh, uh, my grandpa came to watch a rodeo in high school. Okay. I had a horse that leaned on me really bad and it was squishing my knee. Mm-hmm. And so all my grandpa sees is my buddy on the other side of the chute, actually pushing the horse In. into me. So he would push into him Again, instead of yes. you. And so, so he it's put the pressure on his neck and then that made the horse stand up and push into his boot That's smart. and get off of my knee. Uh-huh. And my grandpa, he, he's like, what was that guy doing? He's pushing the horse on you. I'm like no, and it was I had reverse to, psychology. Yeah, I had to explain it to him how it worked. Yeah, but uh, well, I think they, they they do lean into pressure. They do, and I think that like also plays into like they are so playful and they play fight all the time. Like you, the way they play, it's it's it's, it's so entertaining. It, it's rough, but like to them, it's not. It's like they're practicing for fighting. You know, that's the whole point of play. <laughs> but they'll, they'll bite each other's necks. And I mean, I have video of them literally holding on to each other's necks with their teeth, just going in circles for like over 10 minutes, Mm -hmm. like just a mindless circles. And then they, they're just, they, (laughs) they, you know, they're agile. They're actually pretty agile. Like they're always playing. And so they and then 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 they have the stigma behind donkeys is that they're they're guard animals and that they protect livestock which really at the end of the day a coyote's gonna maul a a mini donkey but um you know they just have that rap that they're 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 fight more fight in them 
Well, you know, I, I hear that all the time and I get that question all the time in my social media messages. Yeah. Is this a good idea? No, this is. is not a good idea. Get no. your Anatolian dog. It's a, yeah. it's like an if you're old a guard tale. dog, buy a guard dog. I wish people would stop spreading that information, yes. misinformation that they're going to protect their livestock. Here's what they are. They're great alarm systems. Like if someone comes up the driveway, that's not one of our vehicles. Yeah. A lot of time they'll bray. And then we'll be like, what are they bringing? And, you know, look out the window. Mm-hmm. Or like in the middle of the night, this has happened multiple times. Just, and it doesn't happen a lot, but when it does happen, you know, it'll be like 2 a.m. and we'll wake up to a bray and we'll be like, what is that? And we'll go outside and look to make sure there's no one out there or something weird going on because usually they, there's a reason for them calling out like that in the middle of the night. So they're great alarm systems, but, and you know, and it's not like they've, it's not like they've never attacked predators. You know, you hear about it every once in a while, but like in they'll general, defend themselves for sure. Yeah. But, well, but there's plenty of them that would stomp a dog. And oh, they'll that's stomp the, cats, dogs. And that's the, that's the whole, they, they stomp the neighbor's dog. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, what was the neighbor's dog really doing? Like mm-hmm. what, what harm? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. would you would you need to protect your neighbor's dog against? Okay, maybe your chickens or something. Yeah, but it, they're not, and, and it's not that big of a deal out here. It, you know, somebody says, you know, they're out here in this country. I'm like, okay, well, whatever. But if they're buying a, like, I've had people ask me, should I get a guard donkey for my cows in Idaho with all the wolves? Absolutely not. Absolutely your, not. Your donkey's dead, dude. Your donkey's yeah. dead. It's gonna get eaten tonight by a grizzly or yeah. a wolf, and it's it's a uh, donkey chops. Sorry, mm-hmm. you know, and so that's not that's not a wise thing to do. So you're right. That's a that's a myth that needs to be. It's a myth that needs to be bumped. Yep, for sure. Mythbusters. So I kind of want to go back a little bit um, on on quality writing. Yes. Okay, and and uh, as we were joking, donkmanship, mm-hmm. but uh, we'll use the universal term horsemanship for this sake of our audience. Um, okay. What kind of stuff are you getting done with your donkey? Like you, you just got back from uh, nationals from, from the nationals, still, uh, and Harriman, Tennessee. Let's talk about some of that. But like, what are you? What are we getting done here? What's uh, what's happening? Okay, so uh, right now Henry is in training level division. It's his second year. He's already he's pointing out of it already um because they you accrue so many points and then they kick you out basically and you get bumped into open division which they'll add in loping so it's like it's like to get your foot in the door and um so it's it's everything that the open donkey division is doing minus loping and that would entail contesting so those barrels poles you know which which is all control and you know steering and guiding and so then you have that you have your ranch classes your western pleasure your hunter under saddle on the flat you have trail course so you're going over obstacles you're you're side passing over things trotting over poles gates um bridges uh, you're just showing you're just I mean it's it's no different than a horse show it's just you're on a just a different kind of equine mm-hmm. and 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 I like the show because you know I last year was my first year doing it and Candace really really encouraged me 
to be in it. And I was like, I don't know. Like, I don't know that I'm good enough or I don't know if Henry's good enough. I don't think we're ready. You know, I was just coming up with like all these excuses. Like I'd never shown him before, like never even been to an open show. And I'm like, you know, that sounds scary to me. I'm like nationals, like we're going to another state and I'm going to show. And (laughs) (laughs) he did so, I mean, he did amazing. He did amazing. He just, he got, um, reserve national champion western pleasure first in ranch first in the stakes uh western pleasure which was open division and training level uh so that was a big class and you know he he did really really well in trail and everything really and so like that gave me a lot of confidence and it just shows that like they're totally capable and so I went back this year and I really didn't know what to expect I'm like I don't know how I'm gonna do better like my goal was to just do it at least as good as I did the year before like you know like every year we always hope to get just a little bit better yep but he did he did really good so he's gonna be pointing out of that but it's just it's just like the level of expectation from an unconventional equine that you're just unconventionally quiet it's unconventional that That might have to be the title of this lauren's at coley with their unconventional yeah and we should say that at the show this year the quality of donkeys was it was a lot better there was there was more of them you know in in our trail 15 or 16 and there's 15 or 16 in our trail class there was 15 and Zach got fourth on Moon, and that was his first show ever. And Henry Henry Dang. got the get, national get, championship. Get bigger headphones here. Your yeah. head's gonna get bigger. I know. I was I was I was just thrilled to to see Zach out there yeah. enjoying himself because I am so passionate about equines. Like people are like, "Did you switch to donkeys?" I'm like, "No, I like I ride them all. Like I am a horse, bona fide horse girl, but I just I like to." this diversity of this, like I've, I've added a new just element to my resume that is that I just, they're so such neat animals. Like to know a donkey is to love a donkey. Like they're like big dogs that you can mm-hmm. really, I mean, just the way that they are, they're just so lovable when, but to share. So I was heartbroke when Zach was thrown off first or just not because like, not only because like, not only is Rooster not working out now and and he got hurt, but because I felt like he was detaching himself from like my passion in life. I'm like, we have this farm together. Like how Zach's like, how, I'm buying a side by side. Four wheeler. Like, I wanna like, you know, like I wanna sh- I want to yeah. enjoy that with him. So like yep. when the donkeys came into our life, it's like it was such a blessing because we can keep sharing this this equine life together like i'm gonna keep riding all of them but you know and he might only be riding the donkeys but i don't care as long as this is an equine mm-hmm. yeah but um there's another thing i wanted to talk about so i'm gonna go down another rabbit hole sorry ty go ahead hey we got we got all kinds of like travel down today so like there's a lot of really high quality horses out there like there's so you can it is not hard to find a really nice well-bred horse like they're they're around every corner but not in the donkey world so like i feel like the the people don't really know what what is a good 
what looks good? What's good confirmation on a donkey? What should yeah. their attributes be? And like, just as in horses, you know, those attributes are going to play into how well they perform and move. Yeah. And if, if, if more people can breed better quality donkeys, then we can show better what that they can do and what they're capable of. And maybe, maybe more people will become interested in them because quite frankly, you know, they are safer and some people just need to be on a safer animal. Like they don't have the time or the skills or ability. They might not be able to get them as fancy as a horse with their skill level, but at least they can. Well, not everybody needs that. They don't like, need that. Like there's a lot of people that um, they, they should be donkey people. They sh Yeah. You know, and it's not like I'm, I'm sliding them. I'm just saying, Hey, you know, it, it's a matter of fact the the donkeys are less reactive it's they just, are it's, it's just, just the way it is. so if 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 uh, a really fast horse very reactive horse um if, if that's too much for you or you just don't want to deal with that hey a, a donkey is a is a great choice is it a great so, choice and it would just be nicer to see a large like a more better quality donkeys because yeah. if there was more people would be riding them because people do want to see results. Like, you yeah. know, they want to see that, that they want to feel like they can progress with something and not just like trying to figure out this puzzle, you know, like Revy out there. He's when I work with him, I feel like I'm working with a horse. He's so well-bred that I'm, I'm like, I can work with this animal. Like he is willing, he's forward, he's moving off of pressure I can make him be something. And, and then like when we do good on them and we go out to these local trail heads and go for rides and people see us riding where we take it seriously, we're, we're, we're riding fine animals who are controllable, who are soft and light. And we are using high quality tack we have respect for how we look, you know, like we present them in a way that, you know, like, oh, that looks cool. Like, you know, these people take it seriously. Like we, we're not, we take it seriously. And yeah. so we want other people to take it seriously too. Yeah. Not, we're not, this isn't a joke. Like you kind of feel like cool. when you go out on a donkey, you're kind of representing yeah, you feel like you're representing donkeys, and like, we've had people are going to see it every day. Oh yeah. Yeah. They don't see it every day with the mules. Yeah. So I always joke. So you know, back home, whenever I get invited to branding and stuff, mm -hmm. I always joke that, you know, if, if I, if I showed up here on a horse and I roped mediocre or maybe even not that good, nobody would say a thing. Right. But if I show up here on a mule, I, I have to be that much better because I'm already being judged. Like yeah. you, you yeah. better show up and you got to rope better. You have to ride better. Mm -hmm. Your animal has to perform better. And, but yeah, if I had showed up on a horse, all those cowboys, they wouldn't yeah. even notice me. Like it wouldn't even be a big deal, but yeah. because you show up on a mule or your donkey, yeah. well, you, you are representing. I, I also feel like I'm so, I'm so into like tack and saddles and like the craftsmanship of it that I'm like, it's like, I don't want to ride a piece of junk wearing with this tack that is like, I want to be as good as what I'm using. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Like it, like, I, oh, I, yeah. I want I want to fill the shoes basically like I want I posted something on social media years ago that I said you can tell a lot about a person by the gear they use 
And I got all kinds of crazy negative hate. But you mail. can. It's true. But, and a lot of them say, well, no, I, you, you, you know, this person can have this piece of junk and still get something. I'm like, that's not the point. When, when somebody uses quality gear, that shows respect for a couple of things. One, uh, most importantly for their animal, that they, they're, they're, they have saddles exactly. that fit saddles that function that are, they're not going to damage hurt the animal mm -hmm. the things you know it's not even about looks it's it's about the the quality of the function of it yeah and then you know i i was really my aim when i had posted that was particularly about uh headgear you know okay bits you know uh things that people put on their heads you know and you, you see a certain contraption somebody puts something on um, I'm not going to lie. Uh, it's a quick, it, it's a judgment. Like I'm saying, it tells me a lot about that person. Mm -hmm. I see somebody show up where they got the nose pincher and the brain crusher and the pressure here under the jaw and, and like all these gimmicky crap yeah. things. I'm like, you know, it's clear that they are just looking for some type of shortcut and they're looking, they're not looking for a partnership. They're looking for obedience or you know, you know or at least to me it's like i know that some people have a certain approach and certain ways of doing things and in they're using these tools and that's fine to each their own if they're going to use them but like the only thing i would say is like just don't stay there like if you got to use it if you really feel like you need to use it use it and when you get the result and it like move out of that, like try to get away from that. And the goal is to get your animal softer, not like reliant on these, all these different pressures and weird, just gimmicky tools that you think you have to ride in every day. Yeah. Does that make sense? The problem with it though, is once you go down those roads and you are relying, uh, you're relying on results from physical pressure. Sure. It's, it's a, it's hard to come back from that. That's just yeah. like getting hooked on some drugs. I mean, it's hard to back your way out of that because now the results you're getting is off of pain. And the problem with pain is we dull to it and then it doesn't work anymore. And then you yeah. have to add more pain, make it hurt more. I think the you know, donkeys and, and mules are more stoic too. Oh, sure. So I, I've seen people gonna... do some... Uh, it, it, it's so sad to me. Okay. So, I mean, Christ rode a donkey into Jerusalem, right? Mm -hmm. We talked about this the other day. Yep. Okay. This is a special animal. Like, and anybody that doesn't respect a donkey can, you know, I don't know. I just want to tell them something else. Kick right. rocks. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, because these are, these are sweet creatures. Oh man. They're so sweet. They're, they're, they're mild, meek, gentle creatures. And any good horseman I've ever been around has respect and enjoys all all animals. Mm -hmm. I mean, a dog, a cat. Mm -hmm. uh, you'll find them out there playing with your raccoon in your barn. You know what I mean? That like they me. just like animals. I'm not saying they don't hunt and right. they don't yeah. fish, but they would be respectful in the way they hunt and fish. Yeah. Yeah. But back to the donkeys, you know, every really great horseman I've ever been around just respects animals. And then you see something like the donkey that is just so meek and mild, you know, it, and I guess what I'm getting at is it really bothers me when I see something so gentle, mm -hmm. a creature also, I, and I'll be frank on saying this, they are so easy. Oh my gosh, people, they are so easy to train. 
Like people need to get over themselves. It is so easy. And yet they go down a lot of, I mean, I've seen some, some cruel things with donkeys because they're trying to get it done on force. Yeah. And, and their mindset is, well, if this much force doesn't work, I got to use this much force that ain't working. I better add more force. in. And I just look at that. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like the easiest, gentlest, meekest creature on earth. And you can't get along with this thing. It takes time. It takes time. And people don't want to take the time. They they want, they want the instant gratification. And if that's what you have to have, like donkeys are not for you. I think there's a purity and a honesty to a donkey. Yeah. Yeah. Amen, man. Yep. They they are. They just, I don't know. I think they're the epitome of how we should treat each other because you know, um, you can't bully them. You can't, you can't make them, you can't force them to do something. I mean, yeah, maybe you can physically pick them up with a tractor and put them into the trailer, but that ain't, that ain't getting it done. Right. You know, you, you can't force them to do something. And I think how, you know, with, with mankind, like we're getting deep here, I guess, but like, like with people, like we shouldn't treat people like that either. Like, yeah, don't, you're right. Don't make people do anything like, you know, don't force them to, to do like stuff. whenever, like I have to get, you know, firm with, with any one of ours, you know, like it, there's just like something about it, like makes you feel bad. You're like, Oh, well, and sorry. You do <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, absolutely. And it makes you think, it makes you think how, how should this really be done? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm setting this up and I'm firming up and then I feel bad about it. Okay. Should I have set this up in a different way? Now, no doubt. Okay. W- w- you know, don't let me come across as, as like fluffy here. You know, we need to get things done. Okay. So yeah, we, we need to load in the trailer. Yeah. W- we need to cross this water. We need to, I mean, I mean, I've seen all kinds of things. We just need to lead out the barn, donkey. Okay, we got to go out of the barn. You know, we got to get this done. But how can you can you do that in a way that is basically being a good salesman to the donkey, where where you don't force them, you don't make them, you don't take the whoop to them, and you know, and just beat the crap out of them. And you know, and it's amazing with that. Too. I've seen people do that. Um, you know, and I've put a lot of pressure on donkeys before. I mean, and- sometimes I'm I'm and I'm going to be honest. It's like sometimes you do have to really set your, you know, you have to set boundaries for them because yeah. if you don't, they'll know that they're, they'll know that they're stronger than you and they'll, yeah, there's time they'll to eat be you up. Well, yeah, like you, a, you do, you didn't, you, need to, you didn't need to firm up mm-hmm. and, and have your boundaries, but I think it's the way we do it. And there has to be a release for them yeah. though. Like, like I see people put just physical pressure. And this is a this is a topic that comes up every clinic, every foundation class. I always talk about wrestling. You know, you guys into wrestling at all? High school or anything? No. You any of that? WWF or yeah, well, I just yeah, what I did. Wrestling? Yeah. But like like okay, I always use the, the example of wrestling. Like anybody that knows anything about wrestling knows a lot about weight. Yeah. And you're just out if you're outweighed. Your chances are that much less. Your mm-hmm. opponent has that much more advantage of you. And, and in wrestling, in sports, right? We're talking maybe even sometimes less than a pound that these guys are stressed about, right? A couple of pounds might be overwhelming. 10 pounds is like, oh crap, I'm probably going to lose, you know? Mm-hmm. And okay. And then I see people show up to my foundation class 
and they're pushing their donkeys and mules physically hands-on i have my hands up those that can't see me they're they're pushing the animal i'm like you know that 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 mule weighs a thousand pounds right how much do you weigh again you know you know, they're like 180. Like, I mean, that's just yeah, a game to like them. You're, yeah, you're going to really push that thing they around. They push each other around all the time, all day. Oh, every yeah. day, all day out there. Mount that's each what they other. Do. Push oh, each yeah, other. Like, okay, well, next thing you want, that, that, that thing jumping on you now if we're going to play physical. Yeah. You know, and... Uh, they're but, rough out there. But it, but it's hard because, you know, a lot of people just, if they can't get it done, we got to go to the physical. Like, make it happen. Just yeah. Strength has to kick in and... And, you know, I think that's the lesson I'm trying to, that I really want to convey here is, you know, you guys working with donkeys, especially, but all equine is not about strength. You, you shouldn't have to be strong to get it done. And at the end of the day, we are not compared to them. We were talking about this last mm-hmm. night. That's the reason we ride these horses, mules, donkeys, so we can be bigger, better, faster, stronger, mm-hmm. more athletic, jump higher, go longer. Yeah. I mean, that's why we ride them you know because yeah. they're better than us <laughs> yeah. and every physical way they're better than we are you know they can do more so yeah i just uh, i would love to see more people uh or i should say i would love to see less people pushing on their animals i would too i i i i just see so many people on the trail just mindlessly thoughtlessly wallering around with <laughs> not riding don't like talk about zach that way yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like can't you just try to use like a little finesse i mean like yeah. do, do i think I a lot of people know. just but i think a lot of people in that and, and i guess i'll defend them is a lot of people just don't know what they don't they don't know. know what they don't know and they think that like there's some people like, oh, I've been riding for my entire life. Well, that doesn't really equate to quality of riding. Like a lot of people have been riding their whole lives, but that doesn't necessarily equate to skill. I mean, well, there's can... a difference in in 50 years of experience or one year of experience 50 times. Exactly. I, I meet a lot of people that have one year of experience 20, 30, 40, 50 times. And they do the same thing they did last year. Yeah. And, Expecting uh, different results. Yeah. And, you know, then I see other people are actually really trying to learn and yeah. improve. And yeah, you can say, yeah, well, they, they do, do have 10 yeah. years, 20 years, 30 years experience of writing now, you know, because it's it's continual learning. And that's something I respect about both of you. You know, anybody that comes to my clinics, I have a, a respect for them just for showing up because, hey, that says a lot about mm-hmm. for you to sign up show up and be there that says a lot about your 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 brain you know like what are you into what do you appreciate yeah and so uh i I really appreciate you guys you know wanting to learn i think it's you have to stay curious i mean keep asking questions and question like why uh why is that technique being done try to try to question it and ask why that way you can comprehend that see that's like you know, every, every year I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to go stagnant in my horsemanship, my donkmanship, like the learning from the horses has exponentially helped me with the donkeys. That's the reason why I'm doing as good with them as I am. Like if I didn't have the horses, there would just, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be this. So like, like you have to stay curious and ask questions because 
you can't move on to the next level until you comprehend the previous step. Like if you're not if, like, it's all about comprehension. Like when, when you start learn understanding why we do these little steps, they all come together to form the big picture. And it does seem overwhelming, you know, when you just look at the picture, like when, when people see other, when, when people that are like, maybe like a lower level or just learning and they see others performing at this really high level, it seems daunting and overwhelming. And it even seems like that to me a lot of times, you know, like when I see these like working cow horses, just, just working flawlessly and just effortlessly, you know, cause it's like, I want to learn how they got there. Like, cause they're, they know things we don't, that's why they're doing so well. And, but like, you just have to just keep that little step-by-step step, comprehend each little piece of the puzzle and then it all starts to come together yeah and and then at the end it's like it well there is no end and you gotta get learning you gotta get out of your comfort zone yeah you know push yourself to to learn and new experiences and when you do meet good teachers in your life men listen it is so humbling yeah it is it's very humbling there's a guy i work rode with several times mark anderson gosh he's so talented he's out in texas he's helped He's been a, a, a big mentor of mine and he's, he's not only a, a great trainer, but he's a great teacher. He, he's able to can convey ideas and techniques, principles in a way that they make sense to me. And you just have to find those people that, um, that, that convey things that, that works for your learning style. Like I'm very, I'm a very much a visual learner. Like I learned the most, like if I take a lesson, I like to, I would prefer that somebody be writing with me be, so that I can see the way that their hands are because every tiny little thing matters. Like if you want to go to the next level and expect more, like there's so many little tiny changes that you can make to your writing that at the end are big. Yeah. Like your hand positioning, just for example, or your hip bones, your seats. It's mm. like, it's like sometimes I get so overwhelmed because I'm like, God, I'm so, I'm so much you know, but that's the fun of it at the same time. Mm -hmm. Never ends. Never ends. No, the more, you know, the more you realize you don't know. Exactly. I say that all the time. Like the more I learn, I'm like, the more I'm like, I don't know anything. <laughs> yep. You open up, you open up one Pandora's door box and there's two, there's two or three more doors behind it. And each of those have three more behind it. Like it just yeah. keeps, keeps going and keeps rolling. But I think that's why we're, we're here. And, and I've, I've quoted this a lot of times on my podcast, but like my great grandpa, he'd say, you know, well, when you think you know it all, it's time to die. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> so, so, you know, okay, I'll keep learning. You bet. You know, and, you know, just always try to be better and do better. And, and that's why I respect the two of you because you guys, are like that you want to be better and do thank better. you man so, it's a high compliment we appreciate that well what are the donkey things you want to talk about anything else that we uh we didn't hit on too hard zach i know you had a few things you wanted to i want to pack we want to pack the donkeys or or we we were going to take them to colorado this this july but things didn't work out and so that's a goal of ours to take them out, out. next year yeah. i'm telling you come out and pack with us well, we'd love to it. i'm 
We'd I'm already there mentally. Like, I'm, let's do this. <laughs> All right. We'd love to. Zach, you wanted to hit on something because um, you was mentioning last night that, uh, you know, in the donkey forums and, and worlds and social media, a lot of mm-hmm. people just asking, like, they get stuck on a lot of just basic things. And now these basic things do matter. And no doubt. Yeah, certainly. Um, you know, for sure. But but you you had something you wanted to talk about. Do you remember? Well, yeah, we you know, a lot of what you see is about saddle fit. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of it's it's prohibitive to people getting out and using their donkeys because they're so worried yeah. about their tack. Mm-hmm. And it is, you know, me getting into it, it was a little overwhelming. You're like, man, what in the world? And if you know Well, it's expensive the... to to buy saddles. Oh yeah. You buy one on the internet and for sure. It doesn't but, you know, fit get, and... a, get a good saddle and a good pad yeah. and just You'll know if it doesn't, if it if it isn't right. But mm. I think if people, the donkey will let you know pretty quick if it isn't right. You know if they're not comfortable, just yep. pay att- pay attention to your animal. Yep. Pay attention to your animal and 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 under like for me, like if you have a little bit of an understanding about like saddle angles and trees and rock and and like gullets and like you know donkeys have flat backs they yep. usually have more prominent spines like not all of them but you know they're mutton withered and it's mm-hmm. like you, you can't you can't go out there and buy a saddle that's got like a big rock to it that's gonna like for like a sway back looking you know you just have to be smart about it doesn't mm-hmm. have to fit them like a glove yeah you yeah. can get a good quality pad to kind of compensate for some of that and yeah it's not like the most ideal but people it scares people away they think they have to have like the perfect oh another thing the saddle placement on a donkey it's yeah. very important yeah, that's one thing we definitely learned um is to have your saddle back farther than further you know, farther back put it back than further horse. than what you even think it should be for like, sure stay off of that shoulder scapula because donkeys are just naturally so heavy on the front end like you yeah. don't want to impede on any of that like in their their shoulder their scapula movements like up and down and you don't you don't want to pinch on that like people people always want to put their saddles like right up on the shoulder it, it made a world of di- like world a, like a donkey like rusty rustosaurus he tripped big 300 pound head he's got enough weight on his front end yeah you know backing off really was yeah a game changer yeah we really that was a big thing yep for sure and another thing too, I, I like this to ask anybody that knows anything is like, do you believe that a donkey, everyone says that a donkey is stronger than a horse of similar size. And to me, that just never made sense. I was like, I want someone to do a scientific test. Like, let's test this somehow. Yeah. Yeah. We but I just, science. Everyone I know that knows something says no way. Yeah. Which I asked you. And yeah, well, yeah, you know, and, and strength can be measured in different ways. So mm-hmm. what, what does, what does that mean? Yeah. It, it, you know, because we say, oh, well, strength training, like when you refer to that in the human world, strength training, okay, that could have different connotations or it, the same thing. So uh, the stronger than, no, they're, they're, they're not. No. Are they less? No, I, it's just, it's just, you know, the, the muscles and mules are more dense. Yeah. Than, than horses and the donks. Okay. I mean, that's just the hybrid, you know, weirdness in them, you know, you know, mule, mules have, have the hybrid thing going on. So that's why all the weird stuff comes with the mules. You got all kinds of uniqueness, the in the brain. you know, that that's, that's what's interesting about the mule, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. we got the donkey and the horse. They're not hybrids, you know? All right. So yeah, I, I think, 
I think where that comes from is, well, kind of like we talked about earlier a little bit, like, all right, the donkey's a little small. You want to ride it. Let's just say it's stronger to make us feel better. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're exactly right. yeah. <laughs> you know, because you're right that there are no, I don't, I know of zero uh, scientific peer reviewed studies that, that can prove yeah. that the donkey is stronger. I would, and is it pound for pound? Is it like, yeah, I don't weight think deal? Up with is that. it a size deal? Look at the, you know, what are they talking about a horse their... or a mule compared to a donkey? It's just, it's not the same. It's not. Yeah. I mean, look at the yeah. muscle on, on the, the hips of a horse like it's yeah yep. you, you, there's no comparison i mean how could a donkey be stronger i mean they might be more sure-footed in ways because of they, their structure they're definitely more and they're sure-footed. methodical and they're stepping and, and i think the sure-footedness though comes from from their brain not not, not their athletic no. ability uh, and, and and i think that's another misconception that we're kind of learning about is like the not all donkeys are sure-footed yep. not at all like it, it, it comes from the mind like yeah one that is self-preservative thoughtful and particular i mean it, it's amazing so like out in utah we got all these wild donkeys okay mm-hmm. i mean it's so cool you guys need to come out and just see oh, yeah they're they're it's amazing to see them it's pretty fun mm-hmm. um and they are it is crazy where they go Oh, I bet they're, and I mean, they're, that's how we find all of our ways through these crazy rock canyons mm-hmm. is following donkey tracks. Yeah. I'd love to see that. And and it's amazing where they can go, but yeah, they're, they're raised out there. They live out there. Okay. You, you so buy a donkey. I mean, let's, let's face it. You buy donkey from here in, in Ohio and it's flat, you know, and then you're going to go up in the mountains and yeah. ex- just expect, oh, it's a donkey. It, sh- it should mm-hmm. be fine. Well, well, no, it doesn't even know about. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't know about these things. It doesn't know about rocks. It that's doesn't an, know about stuff. That's another reason why so, Zach got Moon because Rusty just has such, there's such limitations on him due to his, his, the way he's configured. I mean, he trips. He he's completely fallen down before on flat ground. He's not <laughs> yeah. graceful. Well, I, he, poor Rusty. He's a big great... monkeys like Rusty. I think we're we're bred to make big mules. And people yeah. see, or, you know, like, and I'm sure that helps you. You get this big jack. It's impressive. People are like, yeah, I want to make a lot of that jack. Yeah. yeah, and whether it's right or wrong, or well, it goes back to what we were talking about earlier. What is what is good confirmation in a donkey? You know, and I guess we could talk about that a little bit. And and it's not that much different than what you do look for in good confirmation of a horse let's face it we got four legs and we need these legs to operate correctly and then you need all the components involved in moving those legs mm-hmm. to be correct well you just mentioned the donkey butts okay yeah that ever i mean and that's actually a i can't remember what's it called like it's a saying oh that's a donkey butt. like they'll call, yeah we say that about meals and we say that about horses it's a donkey butt um that's a connotation a negative connotation mm-hmm. saying that that's a skinny little butt that doesn't mm-hmm. have any muscle mm-hmm. right okay so all right uh, we're talking about a well-balanced animal and you know in, in my clinics you'll hear me use words like self-carriage and collection okay you see this little skinny butt and this big old front end already we know that that animal is not performing self-carriage correctly it's not collected it's not it, it doesn't have that that balance to it we, we know that it's heavy on the forehand mm-hmm. 
if it's heavy on the forehand, we know that it is not going to travel appropriately and and be well, really a safe ride. I'll, I'll probably not a smooth ride, you know. So so you have to look at those things. And yeah, believe I mean look at you know Moon Moon is I mean that's one of the nicest looking donkeys I've seen in a long time. You need to lope him, you know. <laughs> Seriously, he, it's he, like a Western pleasure lope. It's he looks good, and and that the you know the distribution of his weight mm -hmm. is is what we look for in all four legged riding animals horses yeah. mules donkeys you know so, so when we say good confirmation and and like you said a lot of people don't know it's really not that much different than a horse you know when you look at you look at how the muscle is is growing how, how is the muscle being used and growing in the animal and that tells you about how their ride is a lot of people are like well what is my what is my uh What's happening like with confirmation, and it's a little annoying um, in the trail riding world is people are like, well, what is what does it matter? I just trail ride. Okay, hold on, hold on. Back up a minute. What? Where does this whole um, standard of confirmation and come from historically? Really yeah, well, historically, we choose good confirmation for what? A better ride. A better ride. So you can You're ride and not have your back hurt. The earth, you know, like, there's... yeah, you want, you want this ride to be a good ride. Uh, you, I, I tell people, hey, confirmation, what that really means is suspension system. Mm -hmm. So if that helps people, because everybody, you know, here, anybody that drives a vehicle knows about suspension. Okay. It's like driving my freight liner or driving, you know, your car. Mm -hmm. Okay. What, what, where's the suspension system? How does it feel? What's a better ride? You know, yeah. and, and that's what good confirmation does is makes a better ride for you, you know, and. So yeah, you just you just look at that distribution of muscles is the easiest way to really check confirmation. I think people are more likely to make excuses for bad confirmation in donkeys though, because that's what's most readily out there is is small butts and thick necks and narrow shoulders, you know, like so they there there's like that just goes back to there's not. There needs to be more better quality so that people start to develop more of an eye for what is a good donkey. Just because it's big, it does, doesn't mean, you know, I think people see the size of one and they're like, bigger the better, but it's just not the case yeah. always. And conditioning too. Conditioning you know, has a be, lot to do with it. You know, working with them, getting them in shape makes yeah. a big difference. Picking up their feet, right? Like Rusty used to trip a lot he trips quite a bit less than yeah, he used I, to i think some actually. of that's me you know me learning some things and becoming a better rider sitting and back yeah sitting back and carrying myself better and the trimming of the hooves is different than a horse you know yeah. if they're more upright people that don't know they they have you know they trim them like a horse and they that doesn't help them at all yeah I would, yeah, I would always it. ask your farrier, make sure <laughs> ask, you've got a ask good your farrier, farrier, you know, what he thinks about trimming donkey hooves and just mm -hmm. make sure that he has, I think if he has thoughts and opinions is aware of it and you're, you're in better hands. And... Well, you know, we had Nathan Heyer on the podcast. Um, I'm sure you know, Zach, because you, Lauren probably doesn't. Yeah, she needs to she needs to step up her game a little but bit. But so so Nathan uh, Nathan's one of my clinic hosts, and he's a farrier for mm -hmm. a living, you know. And we were talking about that, you know. Most mules and donkeys ought to be between fifty-five and sixty degrees. Yeah, you know that's where their hoof ought to be, mm -hmm. somewhere in there. And um, so now, anytime because I, I trim my own and chew my own, you know, 
Nathan, he talked me into getting a hoof gauge. I'd never used a hoof gauge before. We've got one. You know, and and I just had always eyeballed it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said, no, dude, that ain't good enough. You you need to change some things. And so hoof gauge and, you know, yeah, you're right. So the the feet, how you ride, conditioning, it all, plays it all makes a difference in, in the performance. Because, you know, I've seen animals that trip really bad with one rider. And then I could get on that animal and um, we're rocking and rolling. That's right. You know yeah. what I mean? Like not, not a problem. Okay. What's the difference? But I've also had, I mean, I've had plenty of animals trip on me and I've been rolled on lots of times, you know, and, and had lots of animals fall over, you know, it's and, happened to me, yeah. uh, horses, mules, and donkeys. Yep. So, I mean, that can happen, but uh, yeah. Anything else on the donkey topics? Um, I, I want, I have a question that I'd like you to, both of you to answer. Okay um somebody somebody wants to buy a donkey all right what are your top um suggestions or or you know what would you suggest them look for when buying a donkey i want to buy a donkey today what do you tell me to look for i got one this might not or you got something i got an idea i have a i have a something i would look for yeah in a donkey mm-hmm. i want I want some more reactivity. Like I want to know that it's going to be something that I can move its feet. Yeah. So, so not just, I might take a, I might take a, a lunge with a plastic bag on the end of it. And I might ask them to put it, put the donkey in a brown pen or small pen. And I just, I just want to see how is he going to move off of this? Is he going to, is he gonna go forward, if, or is he just gonna stand there like a bump on the log? Yeah, that's something Candace told us was a, yeah. is, a, is a good little tip. Is that she said if you go out there and there's a group of donkeys and you just throw a bucket at them, she's like, you want the one that ran away. Yeah, and she's he's, absolutely he's gonna have right. some forward. He's gonna have. Yeah, you know, that's something to look for. Which sounds counterintuitive. The you know forward. somebody like I want the one that's gentle. And we're all pretty. Well, gentle. that I mean, is the, that would be a huge difference in in. Uh, you're looking to buy a horse and looking to buy a donkey because in the horse world, well, I guess it depends on what kind of performance you're into. Sure. But if somebody's, this we're talking, we're just talking, uh, we're talking trail donkey or trail horse right here. You know, if, if you did that in the horse world, you, you don't want the no, horse to react. But in the donkey world, yeah. I mean, one of the biggest complaints that I get about the donkeys is lack of forward motion. Yeah. yeah. You have to have it. Yeah. Look for forward before anything, anything. else. And I'd say on that, I think the reason people have the hardest time getting forward motion is they just beat them on the sides with their legs. Yeah. Nobody ever really teaches them start quiet. how to go. Yeah. You know, and that goes back to you, 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 you have to train a donkey the way you should train a horse. I mean, if you start with 10 pounds of pressure, that's they're they're always going to expect that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you work up to that. Like you gotta, if you, if you need more, use it, but like you want to start. But I see a lot of donkey riders. You know, and I see this in the clinic all the time. Their legs are just bopping, just flapping the whole time. Just mm-hmm. kick, kick, kick. And and I think this is what happens is the animal it gets so used to that kicking, kicking, and kicking. You're pedaling. And then it. they stop kicking it. It stops. And then now you have to kick it more and more to get it going. Mm-hmm. And so they never really taught how to move off. Okay, so Ford. Ford. So so Ford is a is a huge plus. What else do you look for? Well, I mean, I like I like a good looking animal, so I'm gonna look at the <laughs> 
I mean, look at your muscle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's for a, sure. He's a fine ass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've always felt like the, the donkey is my spirit animal. Really I, I, I would be a donkey. He sure. would be. I would be a donkey. Camera where yeah. you guys yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I just, I, I, I like, I like just a good quality animal. So that's why we, we have Moon and Revy. You know, yeah. they're built well and they're forward, and I'm, I'm looking to, to advance in this, this genre of equine. So. Yeah start with something good but um you know there's there's obviously like a ton of parallels obviously with the donkeys and the horses but there's like there's some polar opposites too like um like if you've got one that isn't real interested in loping you know i i would from my own experience you know, I'm going to lope. I'm going to try to go as fast as I can back to the barn. Like when it's time to go back to the barn, like you would never, you just don't do that with horses. Like you just, you not can, unless they're barn tower. Uh, and then you do. Yeah. And uh, that might be confusing to a lot of people. But yeah. Like if I have one that wants to go back to the barn, I run back. You to run the back barn. and then you work at the yep. barn a whole yep. bunch and then you leave and you, you got to make that the place of work. But like in the case of the donkey, like Use, you you want to use their energy in the beginning because let's face it like they they just like they'll run, they do run out of gas like they do ours do really really well on the trail but like when it comes to like arena work and obstacles like you really need to use like their energy at the beginning of the training session and that that use it to your advantage and make your ses sessions e even shorter than you would with a horse that's been our experience. Like Henry is, he, I wouldn't call him a loping donkey. Like some are loping donkeys. I don't like, know that Moon ear, is... that ear fringe looked pretty good last night. <laughs> oh, Flapping okay. Here's what I mean by that. I'm going to clarify. <laughs> yeah. Henry likes to lope on the trail, but like if they don't see the point in like loping it around in, in an arena, you're going to have to get a little smarter and how you encourage that and motivate them to, because Henry gets in an arena. He's like, why are we loping? Like, there's no point. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not following anything. Mm -hmm. So like, I, I'll try to, you know, like, you know, if I really want to even try to can like really want to focus on like, okay, I want to try to get him loping in a in an, in an arena and i'm this is all kind of still experimental with me with him because i would like to ride him in the open division but i don't know if that's going to happen but like when i start on that i might even stall him the night before like to, i'm going to use every single thing is a in my power to b before i just exhaust this is and and, and count him like he's not going to be a loping donkey because I mean, I'm gonna, I have some, I have some different techniques I'm going to try. I'm going to try, uh, I'm going to try stalling him the night before I'm going to try using all his energy in the beginning of the session. I'm going to try riding him alone out there with, with, without moon. And then, and, and then I will also try riding him alongside moon while moon's loping to try to encourage that I'm going to even I'm going to put buckets with some food in each corner of the arena 
And I'm, I'm, I'm like, this is kind of like an experiment for me, but I think that like, I'm going to try these different techniques to try to get him loping to find a point in going from one end of the arena than the other. It's like, um, but like at the end of the day, they're not all going to be loping donkeys. And then, um, I'm trying to think of another one that might be polar opposite of horses. There are just couple. leaning in. It's just, you know, that, that forward and the donkey is something that's magic. It's, it's, right? it's, it's like it's, something it's, to behold. Like yep. it's like, it's coveted Yep. Mm-hmm. and you don't and, want to impede on that by like, like when you're first starting one, like, I just want it to go forward. Like, just go forward. Like you don't even need to like steer a whole bunch. Just, go forward and, and be, then you got you like add in guiding being the and, desert equine i think mm-hmm. it's a lot it's you know it's, it's about preservation yeah. whether that's you know self-preservation whether that's just conserving energy, yeah, I think, energy. Yeah. that big wide open space like they got n- why would they have to go fast they're going nowhere like there's nowhere to go really it's just big wide open and they have to pr- preserve that yeah and to so really go back to that original question what we'd look for would be a forward donkey yeah. above everything else um, and and to be ready because a, because a good donkey will sell fast. It will mm-hmm. sell fast. So have you <laughs> get, get, yeah, get after it, get out get after it, get out hooked up to the truck. I mean, seriously, they yeah. are hot. Ca- they go yeah. like hot cakes. Yeah. Be ready. Cause there's not a lot of people out there doing this. So there's just fewer of them. And then yeah. when people, people want something safe, and reliable and consistent for their kid mm-hmm. yeah. you know it's yeah it's just been it's just it's really enriched our lives mm-hmm. you know the donkeys come in our lives and just the way it's all panned it's out fun you know, twist yeah yeah yep. really you know to me it feel it really feels like it's divine intervention that this is all you know brought us here and you know what this is what this is meant to well, us you should thank rooster for bucking you off Oh yeah, I, I guess See? I should. I'll give them some treats out there. Yeah, guarantee hey. treats. <laughs> well, no, but in all honesty, yeah, yeah that's true. What do uh, you expect? He's a draft cross. That's that's right. Every bucking horse and anybody's string is draft cross. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like every yeah. single one of them, right? Yep. But uh, yep. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you got bucked off, so you yeah. could get yeah, done. Here we are. Here we are. Living the dream. Living the dream. And then I'm glad you bought one that was too small because then I would have never gotten Henry. And she would have stole whatever I bought, probably. Probably because yeah. I. Yep. Moon's next. Enjoy it <laughs> yeah. while you can. He thinks he's gonna steal Revy hey, from look, me. Revy gets like, hey, very big. I will steal it. No, you won't. <laughs> over my dead body. <laughs> yeah, he's a nice. He's a nice cult for yeah. sure. Oh. Yeah. Uh, well, anything else you guys want to talk about before I let Zach? Play us a tune. Oh man, oh, put me on the spot. Oh man, anything else you want to? This is your chance to talk donkey. Oh, to to uh probably at least uh, two point three million people. Oh boy, jeez, the pressure's on. Just came remember I told you just three of them: it's Zach and my grandma and Sky. <laughs> <Some Sorry. guy. laughs> um, well. Have an open I, mind. I, Give a I, dog a chance. I would say that um, people should give their donkey a chance to ride one-handed. Mm-hmm. They all think that they have to ride two-handed, but sometimes you just gotta start doing it and and ride how you want the animal like how do i how do i how do i say this um 
Well, you have more experience than any of us writing one-handed. True. So do you want to talk about that? Want to talk about that a little bit? I can. If you want to. What do you want to ask? What do you want to know? Well, I mean, I already know. Uh, I already know what you're, what you're up to. <laughs> but uh, uh, share your story. Yeah, share your story. Okay. Um, because this will inspire a lot of people um, when people are complaining because they can't. A lot of people use both hands. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of. Okay, so like I can't be like super duper handsy. Mm -hmm. I can't be heavy handed. I don't want to be anyway. But um, I have one hand, and so I have to think smarter and more methodically, uh, and and with more awareness about my animal because um. I, I want, I, well, I'd like to have a free hand. Well, I like to ride one handed. I don't know how to, <laughs> you, I don't know where to go with this. Well, it's well, just that something. Yeah. I, ha I, ha so I lost my hand. I lost my left hand in a car accident in 2004. And prior to that, I, I had my horse and, um, I always had, two hands with my first horse until I didn't. And, um, I had to relearn how to do pretty much everything. It forced me into becoming a better rider. Uh, I rode bareback a lot. I had a really crappy horse that wanted to go 800 miles an hour all the time. So that made me get a really good seat. I didn't have an arena to ride in. So the wide open was my, uh, so basically, like with all these things combined, I was basically just like bolstered into being um, wanting to be a better rider, wanting to have better horsemanship. And I'm it's like I am still learning every year. I look back at videos of my riding from a few years ago and I critique all of them and how I'm leaning here. I'm doing that wrong. I'm so like, you know, I'm I just want. I, 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 that's why I like the Liberty so much because you can have such a connection with your animal with, with just under and understanding them and their movements and, and, um, having to work not as hard with your hands. So like, and, and I, and I love the, the bridal horse, um, method and how that, that process is, is slow and methodical and thoughtful and um the 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 uh, progression um into the bridle and riding one-handed is my ultimate goal and i think it should be everybody's ultimate goal and everybody wants to ride their donkey two-handed and they can ride one-handed i did it i do it all the time you, you yeah, do it every, every ride. i went into yep. nationals for the first time last year i rode my trail course one-handed and nobody had ever done that before and i was like what why like nobody i don't think anybody as far as i know as far as uh what i've been told nobody does that especially in training level so the fact that i went in there my first year and i rode the trail course um one-handed and i unfortunately everybody in the class was disqualified because of a super super minor date gate technicality there was a 
push gate, not a pull gate, and everybody did it wrong, set one person. So that's beside the point. But anyway, like I I just I ride how I want my animal to ride. I I I'm you have you have to you have to if you don't ride with your legs with a donkey, you're not gonna be successful. We we were talking about this last night and you know um in a lot of situations, you know, you only have a one hand. Um, a lot of people will think that'd be really a disadvantage. I guess for a lot of moments it is. However, I think for you, it is extremely advantageous because it forces you to use your seat. It legs. forces you. You have to. You got to use your seat and legs. And you know, you've you guys have been to my clinics. You know how hard it is for me to get people to ride one handed. I try to in meal machine. All right, one hand, and everybody's like. Oh. I'm like, you know, I'm like, just do it. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. So, um, but you know, I, 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 I went into the trail course this year, one-handed and, uh, and, and I won it. Mm-hmm. And I, I love to show people that it can be done. Mm-hmm. Like you just, once you're, once you're, you understand how to use your legs and move all the parts of their body they'll do it for you know like you're not gonna have the chance most most people aren't gonna have their thing neck reining like a reined cow horse but um you know rain a true reined cow horse rides off just the bridle alone the reins like they don't even barely use their legs they don't have to they they use their legs and they don't use their legs um but like they use their legs to train them to get to that point so that they can ride that way with with a donkey. I'm not saying it can't be done, but it is, it is, you need to ride with your legs. And if you don't know how to ride with your legs, you need to learn how. So your seat and legs mm-hmm. and um, it's crucial in my opinion. And I, I would, I would just add that, you know, Lauren just being who she is, like, you're never going to tell Lauren she can't do something for any. I reason. do not like being, <laughs> um, I, I don't like it when people underestimate me. No, certainly not. And you so know, this you never to to cook things you wanted to cook. Like, well, I bet you can't. I bet you can't. That's a good <laughs> idea. That's the only thing that will work on. <laughs> no, but and it's never an excuse. It's just. People mm-hmm. make, they make excuses for everything. And I'm like, to me, it's, I don't like in my mind, I don't like, what is the word disability? Like, I don't even, I have obstacles. Like I have, it's a lot harder. It's a lot bigger challenge and I have to work harder and suffer more, but it it's like, this is my life now. So you just have to, uh, you have to, I have to accept that and just be the best I can be. And I want people to see that they can, you can do it too. Like if I can do it, you can do it. I love, I love that. It doesn't hold you back. I love that because I mean, I have people that cancel coming to class all the time. Like, Oh, I broke my pinky. Like, so well, I can't come. Well, why not? Like, why can't you? Well, yeah. 
I don't like because it hurts. I <laughs> like, you know, like That's, like there's so many excuses that so people many. don't show up to class, and then it's amazing the people that do show up with with the struggles that they do have. You know, like a guy last week, Mike Weber, and he listens to this. He'll listen to this episode. He's in my master class uh, next year, one of my coaching students, and you know he showed up with a bunch of broken ribs. You know, yeah, and he just did it. He just, just do it. He just gritted through it and just did it. I've had people show up with broken legs. Mm-hmm. broken arms fresh like all oh. you know, all kinds of fresh stuff i have powered through clinics nobody knowing that i had just broke i've I've broke my wrist in a clinic and just kept going i broke my fingers in a clinic just kept oh. going you ain't like, no cowboy being a you that's right no cowboy <laughs> I, <laughs> there you go Delbert. i bought teddy and cricket in montana and i broke my left elbow out there in the Beartooth mountains on teddy he had about five rides on him a tree caught on my saddle like a sapling got caught on my Mm. saddlebag and whatever. Anyway, I got, I was like, I'm still going to get, I'm still, I'm going to bring both of these home. So I, I, I would be out there every day with my arm, left arm in a sling. I had a, on my right arm, I had a cast. Well, it was, I had a cast on it earlier and then I had a soft cast on it. And I took those horses everywhere with me. If anybody was had a horse event going on i took him i took him with me i might have not been riding on him but i was working with him and i i don't i don't like to make excuses and i you know i i remember when uh cricket my appy he i'd only had him for like a couple weeks and I had just started walking again, barely without crutches from a, a knee surgery, non, not horse related. And he, uh, had a little bit of food aggression and he spun around and bit me on the bicep. He put his whole jaw around my bicep mm-hmm. and I thought, Oh, hell no. <laughs> I, and it was like my adrenaline. I, I, I ran him into that lot right there. And I chase him and around in a bag sack, barely, barely on two feet until he was dripping sweat and he never did it again. <laughs> this is the person we're dealing with, you guys. He's tough. Feel bad for him, Ty. It's, it's tough. It's tough. Exactly. It's I don't tough. stand a chance. Yep. It's tough to be you. Anyway, it's not about me. <laughs> that, you want to know my story, kind of. There it is. That, that it's just, story. There it is. That, the moral of the story, don't ladies and gentlemen, is don't do it. stop making excuses. <laughs> yeah, no excuses. You don't ha- have to have all your body parts to come to a clinic. Nope. You can do it. Broke leg, whatever. Whatever. Well, I've, I have had paralyzed people come. And I have had people with prosthetic legs come. Yep. And, um, you know, so it can, it can be done. For sure. They people just don't challenges. know that people just don't know that it can because they don't have to mm-hmm. yep they don't have to do it so why it's not even a thought in their head mm-hmm. well cool zach you want to place a tune my friend oh, and man. then i'll finish up with one last question i don't know if this thing's in tune i oh, hope it's what, it, what do you guys what, what do you guys want something uh play us anything play us anything let's get this camera on you let's see let's do one we had so much fun in the corn last night. Let's sing a song about corn. Oh, I know what you're going to play. Mm-hmm. 
sat on the front porch, old gray house where I was born and raised. Staring at a dusty field where my daddy worked hard every day. But I think it kind of hurt. Said, Daddy, there's a lot I don't know. Don't you ever dream about a life where the corn don't grow? He just sat there silent, staring at his favorite coffee cup. Saw a storm of mixed emotion in his eyes. We looked up. He said, son, I know what your age. Seems like this old world is turning slow. You think you'll find the answer to it all where the corn don't grow. Our times are real, as dusty feels, no matter where you go. You may change your mind, cause the weeds are high, where the corn don't grow. I remember feeling guilty, daddy turned and walked back in the house. I was only 17 back then, but I thought I knew more than I know now. I can't say he didn't warn me. City life's a hard road to hold. Ain't it funny how a dream can turn around where the corn don't grow? Hard times are real. Dusty fields, no matter where you go, you may change your mind. Cause the weeds are high where the corn don't grow. You may change your mind. All the weeds are high where the corn don't grow. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Heck yeah. Next American Idol. <laughs> right. I don't know about that. Donkey awesome. Idol, man. Yeah. We're the next <laughs> Travis Tritt. Uh, is that a song about Utah where the corn don't grow? It might be. <laughs> it could be. It could be. We can grow a little corn there. Yeah. That's real sweet. Little baby corns. Irrigated. That's right. Yep. But heck yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank yep. you for that having was, us on. Yeah. Today. Thank yeah. you for this opportunity talk. You guys are so awesome. I got one last question, and I'd like to hear from both of you individually on this. Um, at the end of all my guest podcasts, I always ask if you could give a word of advice for somebody going through uh, this thing we call life, going down this road of life. Um, it could be about donkeys, mules, could be about learning, could be about anything. Um, Lauren, I'll let you go first. Uh, or do you need to think about it? I think I might need to think for a <laughs> second. Uh, I would just say, um, I think everybody's presented with opportunities in life and you know, take those, take those opportunities, take the chance, get out of your comfort zone, learn, you know, approach everything like it's an educational moment has been the most, you know, 
I'm 40 years old now. And that's, that's about all I know because I just, I try to have a positive attitude and I try to approach it from a learning point of view. That's great. That's great. Take your opportunities when they come. Yep. Amen. Hey, and that's great advice for anything for life yep. or for horsemanship yep. because you get little opportunities, the animal, the mule, the donkey, the horse gives you, you got to take it right then. You might lose it. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. And I think, you know, like you have to like, just believe in sounds like cliche and cheesy, but like, you have to like believe in yourself. Like, or you just, you can if you just start out with the mindset that you can't, you won't. And um you can I, I think like you just you just have to take little baby steps. And that's like with anything in life, whether it be a career or whatever journey you're on, but I think like especially true like in the horsemanship, like if you just like you see the end result of other people and it's just like so overwhelming and like like I am just one to I get discouraged easily like really easily and I have to like remind myself like take a step back like and like remember how like far you've come like I came from this like little girl that was just like begging for a horse that had no my parents weren't and like I don't even know why or how I got in and and so interested in horses but like you just have to you have to invest your time and energy and stay curious and if whatever your goal is in your journey of horsemanship regardless of what your goal is you have to stay curious and ask questions and um if you ever get to a point where you feel like you've lost interest or you're in a funk and like, you're like, I don't feel like riding today or I don't this, I don't that, or you're making excuses. Like, I don't care. Just do it. Like get up and do it because I have there. I can't tell you how many times where I'm like, it's so cold out or it's too hot or it's too this. Like, but I like literally forced myself to do it. And I, after I never regretted it, except the times that I broke but like um but like just just do it just do it um yeah heck yeah thanks hey this has been fun it has been thank you ty yeah thank you man it's so nice to have you and your family here and uh yeah thanks for what you do for people for mules donkeys horses yep you bet and uh you really you make people around you better you do just the way you guys your family is and you carry yourself and you're godly man i like i appreciate it i really do well, it's been good having you guys on. Uh, all you folks listening at home, we would love to hear your feedback. So uh, if you get a chance, jump on Apple, especially. You can leave a rating and review there. It sure helps us out. Uh, and if you don't listen on Apple, that's okay. You can send me an email, ty at tsmules.com, and tell us how you like the show. And I'll pass on uh, all the good stuff to Zach and Lauren and I'll keep all the bad stuff to myself. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, you guys, Hey, thank you for listening. Uh, God bless you all. And we'll see you down the road.